0: Welcome to Holistic Accountant Podcast, where we aim to showcase how adopting a holistic approach in accounting and tax maximises value for clients. Beyond traditional tasks like preparing financial statements and tax returns, a holistic accountant focuses on offering advice that maximises personal wealth on an after-tax basis. If you enjoy this episode, please consider leaving a rating and sharing it with those who might also benefit. And to ensure you stay updated, subscribe to our weekly email. The link is in the show notes. Okay, so today Mina and I would like to talk about contractors versus employees. So if you're looking to scale your business and hire more staff, you're probably thinking about whether you should put them on a contract term or whether to have them as a permanent staff member, even either full-time or or part time whatever that might be that the treatment of contractors and and staff differ somewhat and, and also so do the liabilities that go along with it but also it's really important to make sure that you're structuring your employee arrangements or contracting arrangements in a way that that ensures that you un- fully understand your liabilities that is, that it's, it is possible, or the risk is, that you think you've got a contract relationship, whereas other regulatory bodies might feel that you actually have a employee relationship or giving rise to greater liabilities. So, Mina, what are some of the things that we need to think about when we're thinking about, are they contractors or are they
1: employees? So the ATI give us basically seven guidelines to go through when trying to deem whether a worker is either an employee or a contractor. And I'll just quickly work through these so I don't bore you too too much. Yep. The first one is control. So in a contractor arrangement, the worker can choose how and where and when they would work, whereas an employee has somewhat of a set hours and a set work task to do. And it's mainly controlled by by the employer. The second one is integration, whether the sort of the worker is integrated within your business, they continually come to your business at a set time and re- represent your business. So, for example, are they wearing your uniform constantly? Are they are they basically have one of your email addresses? Again, it's a combination of factors. Whereas a contractor might have their own own business. And and uh, and provide services under their their ABN or, or ACN or, or, or so forth. The the mode of remuneration. So are you paid on an hourly basis or you are paid for a specific result? A contractor tends to be paid for a specific result. So for example, a, a good example is a plumber will come to your work and and complete, for example, a repair they they're, they're sort of ad hoc services that you'll do here and there. They're paid to produce a specific result. Whereas if you have a person coming in on a regular time each each week to pre- perform a particular type of work, then that is deemed, going to be deemed a, an employee. Especially if it's a commission-based work, then you're definitely going to be deemed to be an employee and the ability to delegate is another one so whether the contractor has the ability to either subcontract to someone else or delegate to another contractor within their business or is it a are you employing a dedicated personal resource for that for that business? The the fifth one is the the provision of tools and equipment. If you're providing all the tools, equipment, insurances, and so forth for that particular worker, then you're, you're more so leaning towards an employee. Whereas if a, a contractor is bringing in all their tools of trade, they've got their own insurances, they're getting you know, and they've got the tools to produce their a specific job target. Then, it can be, then you're, you're erring on, on the side of uh, being a contractor. And what ties into that is risk as well, which is the sixth factor, whereas your insurances come into play. So if they've got their own insurances and wearing their own commercial risk, then you're, you're going to be a contractor, whereas an employee would sort of have the insurance of the business that they're working for. And goodwill, which is one that often gets missed, is are there any benefits from any goodwill arising from the worker? So with a contractor, it's less likely. Whereas with an employee, you would you would produce. They would have more value to a business,
0: as in they're creating goodwill for the business. Correct. So they're they're enhancing your brand experience and and those sorts of things. So obviously, if you've got a contractor, you have fewer liabilities in relation to that contractor. Obviously, you've got a contract to provide services and a certain remuneration schedule. And then that's what you need to, to pay that contractor. If you've got an employee, of course, you need to have things like work cover. You've got a remit superannuation guarantee in relation to their salary. You've got to provide them with annual leave and sick leave and long service leave and these sorts of things now many years ago it was quite common for businesses to try and negotiate contracting relationships with their staff just to try and avoid some of those you know those liabilities and obligations and so forth but the general theme these days particularly for fair work commission and even legislation is to deem people more likely to be employees than contractors so it's a, it's a it's a higher risk these days to have contracting relationships in your business also there used to be a lot of administration particularly when you had to process super contributions manually and do pay slips manually and all these sorts of things now with single touch payroll and online accounting software providers like Xero and myob and so forth it's a lot easier you know that the administration around these things has been greatly reduced or at least automated for you. So our view and our advice to clients is if it looks if there's a chance it looks like a contracting relationship, just make them employees. And do all do everything that you need to do and including building in the the cost into your business of of having those employees. But do everything you need to do is in treating them like employees. If they are really contractors, then just make sure that you're revisiting the arrangements and making sure those arrangements with your contractors look very much like contract relationships rather than employee or employee relations relationships.
1: And I might just add we spoke about this previously in a in another podcast, but reviewing if you're in a medical, dental or allied health industries just through review your arrangements, your service fee arrangements, as we know that the state revenue office is currently on a warpath, trying to get their payroll tax income up. So just, just be weary of those when, when drafting all your service arrangements and how you collect your patient fees and so forth.
0: So when if you get some advice, I'll oh, just make them a contractor, or someone actually comes to you and says, "I want to be a contractor." Really doesn't really matter too much in terms of managing your liability. What you think or what they think, it really matters what the the law thinks and and bodies like Fair Work Commission and so forth. Because you might end up thinking you're in a certain arrangement, thinking, feeling like you understand your liabilities, and then one day you wake up and all of a sudden you end up having these liabilities, and you've got to back pay super and do all those sorts of things so just be really careful around that and of course you know every business and every arrangement is different so obtaining your own tax and and legal advice is worthwhile okay that's it for us this week until next week bye for now